All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 18 of Three Birds and a Pun. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Afia. I am joined by my friends Whip and John. Say hey, guys. Hey, hey. All right, Three Birds, we have a great show for you tonight. We have a special guest. He'll be coming on very shortly. Um, he is the host of This Ain't Rocket Science, my, my good friend Tremaine. Um, we're really excited to, to talk to him. We're going to be talking to him about the Eagles, the draft, and a couple of restructures uh, leading up to this league year. We're also going to get into the Sixers talk and All-Star Weekend. So please, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Three Birds and a Punt. We also started a YouTube channel, so you can find us on YouTube subscribe to us at three birds and a punt and then as always you can find us on apple anchor and spotify for all your podcast needs all right guys i think it's gonna be a good show what you guys think all right so real quick speaking of tremaine um we here at the three birds and a punt would like to welcome tremaine to the show what's up man? welcome tremaine welcome tremaine oh your your volume up got your um Perfect. There you, go. there you go. There we go. What's up, my guy? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight? I can't call it. Welcome to the point, my man. Appreciate you. All right. So, so before we even get started, I want to let you have a chance to shout yourself out, Tremaine. Um, just introduce yourself and kind of let the, the fans know where they can uh, find your pot. Yeah, so my name is Tremaine. I'm on Instagram, I'm Mains World, M-A-I-N-E-S underscore world. And I'm the host of the TARS podcast. TARS is an acronym for This Ain't Rocket Science. And basically what I do is I host a weekly podcast based on whatever the hell I feel like talking about. <laughs> uh, the reason I call it This Ain't Rocket Science is because no matter how serious the subject is or if we're just joking, we always find a way to have a good time with it. Um, no matter what's going on, it's just not that serious. So um, y'all can follow us on the gram, T-A-R-S podcast. Um, again, I'm the host, Tremaine. So, and I'm a big time Birds fan, and that's how me and Afia are connected. So that's, that's what right. my <laughs> Also, also, real quick, real quick, tell them where they can find you at on Twitter as well. Yeah, on Twitter, same thing, main okay. world, yep. And right. we also on SoundCloud, um, Apple, and Spotify. Just type in T-O-B-H, and you'll see uh, the same Rocket Science podcast. There you go. All right, Steph, let's do the Yeah, Jermaine has a, a great Eagles mind, so we're really excited to dig in with you tonight. Um, let's just really jump in right into it, get on to the first topic of the day, okay? We have the draft coming up April 29th. We have the sixth pick. We have a new coach in Nick Sirianni. He's had a couple interviews. You've seen him. You've gotten his impression. You know, I'm going to start with you, Tremaine. When you see Nick Sirianni and everything that he's brought you know, as a head coach so far, what do you think he's going to be looking for in this upcoming draft? What What do you think he's going to be banging the table for as far as needs? Uh, well, first of all, like, like you know, you're not connected before, connected on Clubhouse. I don't think it'll be up to him at all. You feel okay. me? I think it 100% will have to do um, whatever Howie and Lori want to do together. And, um, and let me just mention, because this is kind of my first show, um, since doing my last show about the Eagles. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy my offseason, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still still to this day, ever since that Washington Redskins uh, game into the season, I am not happy with this team. I'm embarrassed to be an Eagles fan. Um, anybody who listens to my show, I'm still wearing my, my Eagles stuff inside out, okay? It's <laughs> a silent protest, you feel me? And so when, when we talk about Sirianni, it's hard. I've seen the highlights on Instagram, the, the clips. Um, I, I tried to watch his interviews. I can't get through it. I can't watch it. I can't look at the guy. Didn't I talk about that last week? Yeah. He's so boring. Yeah. 
first of all, I, I accept it. <laughs> but I, I can't. Even when we were, you know, we were supposed to uh, connect last week for the podcast, you know, I wanted to come prepared, uh, um, check out the, the few pieces you sent me. And I literally can't listen to this guy. At this point, as an Eagles fan, because no matter what the team do, I'm always going to rock with the Eagles. Right. So with that being said, no matter what, no matter what they do, I'm going to rock with him. I, all I have to do is hope that um, he does his best. Now, as far as knowing his background, I don't know nothing about the guy because I can't get to know him. So that's my answer. <laughs> right. I feel like you basically you're saying my my agenda this season is just vibes. I'm just going to vibe. Out. I'm gonna just hope. I'm gonna just hope that it all goes well because even to be honest, no matter how upset I am with the Eagles, at the end of the day, we are a part of the, North, the NFC North. I mean, I'm sorry, the NFC East. And we got a chance to win a division. No matter how bad we plan on being, um, especially with the, the restructured contracts that we, we've done this week, so we do plan on bringing some vets back, we're still going to have a chance to win a, uh, the, the division. But at this point, I'm not really feeling where we are because we shouldn't be here. I'm sorry. It's hard for me to accept that. We should not be here. It's a few years after winning the Super Bowl. Um, getting rid of the Super Bowl head coach, so you, you think you're going to at least keep Carson – but to lose your Super Bowl head coach and a former Pro Bowl quarterback all in one season, like, what are we doing? Like, this is malpractice, and I'm just not feeling it. I'm embarrassed. Honestly, I'm embarrassed. On my podcast, I, I, I likened it to a family that hits the lottery, uh, and now they're back living in the hood. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they live beyond their means. They couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle success. Yep. Um, long answer to your question, but that, that's just where I'm at with it. So as far as this draft goes, I don't know. He can bang the table all he wants, but it's going to be up to Howie, and we all know Howie's track record, so. All right, so you remember last time me and you talked, man, it was it was like probably a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I was saying that you're right, it is about Howie. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, play devil's advocate, eh? Mm-hmm. The dude did say that he got a hit on his draft. Now, we done heard the motherfucker say that shit a hundred times. We did. All right, but we were saying last week on the podcast that I'm pretty sure that um, Beetlejuice holding his feet to the fire, dog. <laughs> you did Better be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So now, in all fairness, the asshole did get us a Super Bowl. He did. He did. Now, but he did that out of desperation because of what Chip Kelly did to him. He wanted to prove to the world he can do this shit. So now... You know, he ain't trying to be in that that Bugs Bunny pot no more boiling and shit. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure, um, um, what's the cat name? Jeffrey Lurie got in his ass, yo. So I may be the only one today, and I don't believe I'm even saying this shit. I actually think that that fucker is going to hit on this draft, yo. I do. Now, reason why I say that, you got the sixth pick. He came out in the interview. What what was it? Like two months ago when he had when he was on the uh when he was talking to everybody, it was like two months ago, right? When him and uh Doug Peterson had that little press conference and shit. It was like I think so. I think so. And the first thing he said, he said that I have to hit on this draft. There's no other way around it. Like I said before, he done fucked up with DK Metcalf, Jefferson, and a whole lot of others. All right, JJ or Sega. He should be on that side. <laughs> All right. No side. No yeah, side. he screwed up. So it's like, I, I, I honestly believe that the dude, he got a hit on it. Not just that. He know he got the whole city on his head. All right. So 
we're going to see, man. As far as Seriani goes, I- I'm with you guys, man. Dude bored as shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he really... Listen, the only person who, who actually feels fired up by this guy is John. So yeah. so every time we talk about it, we just got to have John just kind of go over his 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 yeah. most promising characteristics. Because outside of that, he's he's boring as fuck. I mean, Boy, he's, John. He's, he's more boring than, than Doug, to be Tell honest. Tell him to me, John. I need to hear this. Go ahead, John. So I shared last week with my colleagues that I watched this his uh his one-on-one with Dave Spadero talking about the position coaches he hired. He went in depth in each coach, like their background, their highlight, and like it was a, it was long, but it, it, I I kept an ear out, like I was listening. <laughs> By the end of it, I was like, you know what? Damn, this dude's a gamer. He he, who wouldn't want to play for a coach like that? Like you can just feel it as a player. That's what you want. He reminds me a lot of my old. Running backs coach, uh, Coach Wargo. So I, I could, I was like, yeah, man, I could. We're all about like in the film room watching 18 hours of film, breaking down how to get a player better, a player that that's on the edge of the edge, fringe of the roster, going on to become an All Pro. Like you, you, that's the coach. You, you, that's the coach that's like that's going to grow those young guys that are going to end up being stars that are going to be on the third, fourth contract in the future. But you do know that uh, he was playing to the fucking crowd, cuz. <laughs> I mean, no, he's like that. That's that's what I was about to say. So the, the Spadero interview, I tried to watch it, so I started to skim through it just so I can be able to comment when I came when I met with you guys. He sound like a used car salesman to me. Trying to sell me a product, bro. I don't care about this coach. I never heard of you. I never. Heard of you. I'm gonna just holler at y'all in September. Like it's no, no other way. He, I'm not buying it. And what he's, what is he? 27 years old or 30 years? He's old? like 30, 37. No, 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 no. I think, I think 30, he is. No, no, no. 30, he's 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 37. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, I actually had to watch the video three times. Okay, that's how that's how hard it was for me. You got uh, this this next Sirianni interview, but on the third time, I got through it, and I sat there and I forced myself to kind of get past how he conveys the information, so I could listen to the information. Right, and listening to the information, it was all pretty good stuff. He, you're absolutely John's absolutely right. He's a grinder. He is a a a football minded coach, which is which is fine, as long as he does not want to deviate from his lane and how we learns how to stay in his lane. Because the problem that we're having is that Jeffrey Lewis seems to do a good job with these coaches, whether or not we find them personally appealing, they seem to all get a lot out of their players, whether you like or not what chip had to say, he was able to get a lot out of his players until he, he lost their trust or what, or what have you. So, so that part does it. the coaching aspect does it concern me so much as the interpersonal relationship like this draft right this upcoming draft and can he get Howie to listen to him and actually get him the players he needs to make this team a success what I would say is the reason he's hired is because he has to listen to Howard I mean he has to listen to Howie (laughs) (laughs) this is true what I believe it was only so many people out there who was going to come in here and um listen to Howie because to be honest, I think he would have took the coach from uh, New England 
We already know he wasn't listening to Howie. And, and, and that's why he that's wasn't That's what I thought. Man. That's, that's, why that's why what I wanted. wanted. We, we didn't want him. Mm. Coming you, you know what? It's it's not even that, John. It's not even that we didn't want him, bro. It's it's what it is. It's like Tremaine right, man. It's like, dude, here's the thing. Like, like they on that, that get out type shit. They want to put you in a fucking black hole, cuz. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, it's real just, shit. Yeah, they want to make you the front guy yeah, for all their like, issues. Yo, it's like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen, when, 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 when Malcolm left, man, he told you. You know what I mean? He told you what it is. <laughs> all right? It's like, if you're not hypnotized with the fucking clock or whatever the shit they be, the little fucking pendulum they be swinging in your eyes, <laughs> you 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 not a part of this thing. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why, and, and man, I, I don't know if you know, but I call um, Jeffrey Lurie Beetlejuice because he looked just like that motherfucker. Yeah, you know? yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. So that's why Beetlejuice is so satisfied with Roseman doing the shit that he doing. Listen, every person that's in a higher ups executive office know about Howie Roseman. They don't fuck with the boy no more. They know how he get down. Mm-hmm. They they know he a swindler. Yep. <laughs> All yep. right. So it's like by him having that that badass reputation, ain't nobody trying to fuck with boy no more. Then you got players coming out here telling you how he is. What was the boy name from Philly? Um, Sharif Sharif Miller, right? Sharif Miller. Yeah. He, he went on Twitter blasting the ball. Then then. Then you got the other cat, uh, uh, man. What's the dude name that used to play for the Cowboys and shit? The asshole that's always talking shit. Orlando Scandrick. He went out there saying the same thing, too. So you, you got to keep in mind, Sirianni whole thing, John, is he's listening to the man. Period, point blank. You're not, you're not going to bring nobody in here that's headstrong like how boy is from New, New, uh, New England. He's been there all this time. He's under Belichick. <laughs> that shit ain't happening. Right. All right. So that's why we got no, the group. I mean, All right, y'all. So then let me let me bring up our next topic, right? We we have Tremaine on for, for 10 more minutes. I want to get into this this next topic because the league year is starting up uh, next week, March 17th. You know, we are uh, $43 million over the cap, and we have to get underneath that by March 17th. So so we've already started uh, making the moves. You know, we, we, we are getting ready to release Austin Jeffries. I think Malik Jackson is also, but they're, they're going to be after the league year so we can get that uh, post-June 1st cut, which is a better for us than, than taking a hit now. You saw we just restructured um, Lane, we're going to be restructuring Lane Johnson. We just signed Kelsey to a deal. We're going to be restructuring Brandon Graham's contract to bring his cap number down. Mm-hmm. We just restructured a deal with uh, Darius Slay to bring his cap number down. Um, I want to know, get your thoughts, Jermaine, on, on some of these moves. How do you feel um, with, with what you see from, from what the Eagles are doing? I mean, honestly, it just has to be done. I mean, we're literally cleaning up a mess. Mm-hmm. So like you said, we're, we're just doing everything the moves we're making, it's not like we're doing these moves to win. We're literally just trying to clean up the mess and get this thing moving in, in the right direction. So, honestly, I don't really have any feelings um, about it because, like I said, it's just something that has to be done. I mean, you literally can't start the season so much over the cap. Um, but what I will say, this, this is how we strength. Um, it is. It is. Salary cap, restructuring guys, which if I'm a player, why wouldn't I restructure? So, you give me all my money up front? Right, you give me more money yeah. up front. Exactly. So, I mean – it's just a part of the game. This is a part of the offseason. I, I don't really look too much into it. Um, I am anxious to see, you know, how far we can get into the cap just in case we do decide to, you know, 
bringing more players, you know, because like I said, if, if we're, even though we're calling a rebuilding, we're in a unique situation because we can still win a division. Yep. And personally, a lot of people, uh, I know it was a big Ike Reese. I don't know, I don't know how much of WIP you guys get a chance yeah, to Yeah, I, I listen to him more. I was about to say that, man. Every day? Yeah. So, like, um, they, they were talking about, do you just want to come out and lose or do you want to still try to win so you can actually see what you got? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, by us being in a unique situation where we can be rebuilding but still make the playoffs, I'm on the side where I still want to win. Because, like, yeah. I'm saying, um, well, if we do win six, seven, seven or eight games and we're, you know, almost to the playoffs, I'd rather that than win two games and be back looking for a quarterback. Because seven or eight games says that, okay, we might have a little bit here. We might have a little bit of talent we can, we can um, you know, we can build around. So as far as the cap go, I am interested to see, you know, how far we can get it just in case we want to add some more guys to even, you know, try to make a push. I mean, it's no point of – it's not basketball. In basketball, mm-hmm. you lose all your games to get a high draft pick because one player can get out there with four other players – and make a playoff run or take it to the finals if you get a LeBron James. Football, I mean, there's 22 dudes out there. You, you feel me? So it's like tanking is not – I don't really see it in football. I don't really think you should tank really in football because you, you can add a guy and the whole team still be trash. So with all that being said, I feel like we can still make a push for it. So hope, hopefully we can get the salary cap in a manageable situation so that we can add a, you know, a couple solid vets and you know, make a run at it. And, 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 and to piggyback, what you, piggyback off what you just said um, – that's exactly what I think Howie is doing. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He, he pushing all that bread up front because, like I said, the boy basically told you this is his last chance, all right? He fucked up last year. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it a bean. He did. All right? So now, do do Yeah. Do like... But, but now, now, can I can I say this? I want to I wanna put this out there because I, I hear what you're saying, Tremaine, and I want to, and I hear what you're saying, Whip, and I love to hear what you what you think about all these restructured moves, John. But to me, it, it seems like it it is my worst fear, but what I actually expected of the team because we're not recognizing how bad it actually is, right? We're still making the same moves we always make. We always kick the can down the road. We always restructure with the assumption that the cap is going to keep increasing over and over again. And okay, maybe, you know, we had that same thought coming up to this season and then the pandemic happened. You know, which is to say, you never really know. So, so us continuing to extend these guys, and I'm not, I'm not downing. Taken individually, each move is fine. Taken as a whole, it suggests that the Eagles still are blind to how deficient and talent deficient they are. And until they're ready to make the tough decisions and the tough cuts and the tough moves, how real? Like we're realistically, I hear what you're saying. Like I, I want to be able to win five or six games. I don't want to lose two or three games, but realistically we are a three to four win team who masquerades due to the benefit of our veterans to seven to nine wins i'm tired of always winning seven to nine games i want to be a team that is consistently excellent and i don't know if that will happen if we continue to stay with the same old same old just because it worked before can i can i, that can I got can us in trouble in the first place. That's, that, wow, that's a good train of thought actually let me let me say something real quick john if you don't mind I, I dig what you're saying, Steph. Um, but here's the thing. I agree with you. But the thing is, what Tremaine said is that this is Howie's baby right here. He He's great at this shit, okay? That's one thing I can say about that little weasel. He's great at this. Now, what you got to keep in mind, it's, it's teams that's going to be letting go some top-ass talent, man, okay? And by him, you know, doing what he's doing with his players now, pushing their bread up front. 
he can go out here and go grab a, 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 a Robinson, you know, to go with another wide receiver if they decide to grab one. You can go out here and go fix your O-line. You can go out here and go grab a, a, a linebacker. That's what he's doing. You get what I'm saying? But I understand where you're coming from. But a lot of people not understanding is that this is how he's make it or break it moment, if that make any sense to you. Right. No, I'm not not just like trying to say like, I agree with you there. Like he Mm -hmm. is, he's more now, he's under more scrutiny now than he's ever been before. Correct. But think about it like this. He's not making these restructuring moves to go out and sign eight players in free agency after everybody gets cut after this, he's making these moves because we're $47 million under. So how much cap space are we really going to have? 5 million, 10 million, not that much with maybe 20, maybe, maybe after every move, he'll have $20 million. That's, That's not much. Go ahead, Jermaine. I'm sorry. Another reason why I'm not, a, another reason I'm not opposed to him, you know, restructuring guys opposed to cutting them is because I think even through a rebuilding phase, it's important to have some of them vets around who've been there before. Like you yeah. don't have to cut all the vets, and then you got all oh, hell running loose in the uh, in the <laughs> right? You right. like the Jets, some type of guys to show the young guys, you know, how we do it here. You feel mm-hmm. me? Because honestly, I feel like us cut, cutting Michael Jenkins, okay, it might have helped with the cap, and it might have not have hurt us that much on the field, but it hurt us like hell in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, but yeah, but that was a, that was a, a one that I feel like it didn't need to happen. It wasn't a cap thing. It was a respect yeah. thing. You know, so. I, you know, I agree with you 100%. So I don't think he, he needed to go, but um, I'm just using him as an example because his locker room presence, right? So it's imagine true. you cut Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, all those guys. We're going to have all the young dudes in there going crazy. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And, and again, that's what I'm saying. Individually, I'm not opposed to who was restructured and who was re-signed and all this and all that. But taken together, it just seems like more of the same. And if we're really wanting this team to make the right moves, to, to be really looking at this team with a with an objective view, it seems to me that they're, that they're basically saying that you cut out the Super Bowl winning head coach, you cut out the Pro Bowl winning QB, and everything <laughs> is fine. So... I'm I'm interested to see how that how that that thought goes for for the team this year. What do you what do you think, John? It, it was necessary. It was either we restructure guys and get more flexible with the market trending down, or you got to blow the whole thing up. You got to try to you try got to try to keep those holdovers in in house. You have to. You're not gonna get rid of Jason Kelsey or Fletcher Cox or Lane. You're gonna try to extend those guys. We had a rough year last year with injuries too. So you want to, you want them, you know, you know that nobody in the division is touching us healthy. Mm-hmm. So you want to see that again. And how we, how we, it's, it's I, now I, or never. It's now or it's, never. It's I been a gonna, long time since we can rely on us being healthy though, bro. I, I, like, I, 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 I just gonna, can't even trust it. Wait, I'm not going to sit there and say that shit, bro. That nobody touching us healthy because that was out yeah. the whole day. That, <laughs> Listen, oh, dog. Oh, no, listen, I think we have the best something? O-line in the division. Let's, 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 let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. We're the best team in the division. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Let's keep it You got to feel like that every – nah. Even, oh, you got to. Even with Jalen. But you want to know what, though? I'm a realist, though, dog. That's that's the thing. I'm a diehard Eagles fan, but I'm a realist. If Dak Prescott was playing in that damn season, okay – we wouldn't be having Yeah, but think care. about it this way. Think about it this way. With I agree, I agree with John. We have the best O line in the NFL. Like you couldn't, you could. At, when we're healthy, when we're healthy, nah. left to right, the best is right the side. best. That left side a little shaky. 
The left Thank side you. That's, is that's what I'm about to say. It's going to work itself out. The left though. side is a little weak, but it's not actually as bad as you might think it is. Isaac Sayamahu is a very underrated left guard. And and that left tackle position, let's say, let's say Jason, like I said, healthy. If Jason Peters had been able to be healthy, he's still good. Andre Dillard is better than he Man. appears. Please also, don't bring up no damn um, Jason Peters. Jordan Malata came on. <laughs> so you give Jordan Malata a whole offseason. Nah. And no. that right tackle, listen, at least three fifths, three fifths of the group Set. are all pros. Okay, Kelsey's an all pro. Brandon Brooks is an all pro. Lane Johnson's an all pro. That and they all and they was all injured too. My lot of would have been too. Healthy. I'm saying I agree with John. When healthy, that that that's a solid line. You I mean, could run a bunch of motherfuckers behind that line. Never, I have a great question. Training staff in the division, like we're never healthy. Not since Chip. Not since Chip. Those movies was working though. Huh? I, I have a good question for you. I have a good question for you, Tremaine. Uh, what is your outlook on Booby Miles heading into his third year? Um, I like Booby. Um, I, I like Booby. I like him as a person. I like him as a player. I mean, he's no Shady McCoy. People get mad when I say that. Yes. Yo, preach. Yo, preach. Preach. Thank you. Shady was special, though. You can't even say not yet because Shady, Shady came out of the gate getting busy. I mean, he was like, right, yeah. right. But I, I like him. He's a good piece. I don't think he's like a franchise back, uh, but, but he's definitely a good piece. And I mean, for us, he's he's all we got. <laughs> I mean, right. I, mean I, I feel like we would have a different conversation with, we got. about Booby if we saw him with twenty with twenty touches. You know, like we can't. We see he can, he has that home run hitter. He has that though that jet set function. But does he have a three down back ability? Is well, what we, we gonna see. Yet. We damn sure gonna see. Yep. We damn sure that's right. So, Shermaine, it has been wonderful having you on to talk Eagles. It was great to get your perspective on Sirianni, the draft, and you know some of these uh, cuts and restructures that we have. Um, please, please. Follow Tremaine on Twitter at Mains underscore world. Check out his podcast, This Ain't Rocket Science. You can get it on Spotify, Apple, um, SoundCloud. Um, he is a great, great podcaster, great friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. Listen, thank you for bringing me on. Um, I really appreciate this. Listen, bring me on anytime. Like I said, because on my show, I'm talking about a whole bunch of stuff. I don't get a chance to talk about, talk about sports as much as I would like. Um, also, thank you. You know, you came onto my podcast um, maybe a month, two months ago. Yeah, things sound like that. Quick story. My co-host has been super busy, right? So I've been trying to do my podcast alone, which is tough. It's tough to, to host a show by yourself. So me being me, I hop on Twitter. I'm literally putting in keywords like Howie, hate Howie, uh, Eagles fans. And I came across your page, right? Yeah. So I came across a page. I followed her. I DM'd her. I'm like, listen, hey, I'm here trying to do a podcast myself. I, I peeped your timeline. I would love to talk to you. And she gave me a call. We talked for probably 25, 30 minutes first. Then we started recording. It came out great. So I just want to thank you for that. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I'm I'm totally down. And that's the best way we engage with the fans. You know, we're all real passionate fans. This contact is real, it's sincere. And, you know, we, we keep it real. And I love that. All right. So listen, if y'all come to any games, hopefully fans are back aloud. If you ever come up to the city, I'll let you boy. All right. Absolutely. We're going to see you at the tailgate. Yes, indeed. All right, my yes, man. Yes, indeed. Appreciate thank you. you for coming on. Have man. a good night, bro. Thank you for coming on, brother. Appreciate you. All right. All right.
All right, y'all. Yo, that was Tremaine from at Maine's underscore world, host of This Ain't Rocket Science. That's a great guy to, to check out, a great person to uh, check out their um the check out his his twitter and check out his podcast so all right y'all let's get into it it's off season time you know we're we want to talk about sixers they they've actually been doing it you know the title of this episode is called here they come because you know the, the Sixers is about their business so let's let's give a little time for for chatting about that i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys you boys have your little basketball chat for a minute that's right all right all right john i'm gonna give you the honors dude because you smiling heavy looking right with your sister's <laughs> jersey on. yeah you got the you got the shirt on so i'm gonna let you blaze a, you know blaze a flame so do your thing my guy hey sixes representing and holding down the number one seed in the east um at the midway point they play really well better than i even expected with the addition of doc and daryl morey like they're a totally different team compared to last year last year and with Brett Brown, they learn. They know how to lose games late. Now it seems like they they're win- are finishing the same games that they lose. They're winning now. So yeah, so it's the same teams like the Pacers and the, so the, here, here here's the, the thing. Raptors. Here's the thing I noticed. Um, the JoJo from a year ago is not the JoJo today. Oh yeah, right? that's a that's he's a grown ass man gone. over there. Grown ass man. So let 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 me say he's, this to to um the LeBron lovers and the Adam Silver people and the NBA heads, okay? And, and no disrespect to nobody, but I got to say it, okay? If anybody <laughs> in this world who watches the NBA can sit here and tell me and my colleagues that LeBron James is going to be the MVP over Joel Embiid. You are smoking the finest shit uh-huh. known to man. And I need it. JoJo is henceforth known on this show as Joel MVP Embiid, okay? Yes, thank you. Yep. And you, you yep. heard what she said. The dude is playing out of his mind. Out of his mind. Yep. Listen, I'm watching... I'm watching the Utah Jazz game, and mind you guys, I, I enjoy, I enjoyed it watching this dude go off. I'm looking at this dude, right? This dude is seven foot tall. Two. Seven two. And, seven two, two eighty. Yeah, and, and I'm watching him, and this dude is just running the muck on Rudy Gobert. Like people said, I was scared of you. Like yeah. you, you got people in the sports world that was saying that. And B, the process, was scared of Rudy Gobert. And I'm saying to myself, He's Pompey. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying to myself, dude, what are you watching? This man is Euro stepping at 7'2. <laughs> All right. You know he, what? I was just thinking that. You know what? You know what? You know what? With he may be a newborn father, but he's got a lot of sons. Yes, you have okay? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Because my man, my man out there owns the court each night. And it's like, listen, all jokes aside, MB has the soul of Dirk Nowinski, Akeem Olajuwon, Shaq, mm-hmm. and he got Ewing. Um, the presence Ewing. 
and Ewing all in one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Duncan, Duncan, Duncan's his favorite player. Correct. You, no, yeah. Elijah Wan Tim, is his favorite Tim, player. Tim Duncan. No, 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 no. Tim Duncan. He said oh, okay. it. No, no, he said Tim Duncan. Well, he, he said, said Tim, Tim Duncan. Duncan. That's why he wears 21. So That's why so, he wears 21. I, I mean, yeah, well, you're right. You're right. Because both of them, he said it about both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. So check this out. How can you stop that? You can't. You can you only marvel me. at his greatness yeah, and, right? and, and pray he don't beat you too bad, right? Now, yeah, yeah. So, so in all fairness to the Utah Jazz fans, because me, me, me and my partner, John, we, we had a conversation about this. All right. Some of you morons out there is disrespecting the Utah Jazz. Let me, let me tell you something. Spider Mitchell ain't to be fucked with, yo. Dude is real, okay? He's a bad boy, um, yeah. He's a bad boy. 45 is not to be trifled with, okay? Rudy Gobert is still a defensive player, a defensive presence at that. They are all-stars. Now, if you guys been hiding under a rock lately, a lot of people have been taking shots at the Utah Jazz. Even King James himself recently said it when they was doing the the, oh, yeah. um, the draft, all star draft. Now, draft. now, I found it. I found I found it disrespectful, man. Because one, they would both pick last, and for LeBron yeah, James, this and for LeBron James to sit there and say, you know, well, when we was growing up playing video games, nobody picked Utah. Okay, listen. At the end of the day, they still NBA players, man. They are professional yeah. basketball players. Yep, yep. So for you to sit there and say that. That's disrespectful, man. And if I'm Rudy Gobert yeah. and Spider, I'm like, man, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, yo. But LeBron has that untouchable quality esque about him, right? Where he can kind of speak on things that other people you kind of be like, that's not, that's not cool. That's uncool. Yeah. That don't do that. But he kind of gets a pass. Nobody can check him. Yeah, but but you nobody know, can but, check him. Yeah, but, but, and I agree him. with you on that. No, nobody can check him. But you know what, man? Respect your others, man. They they yeah. they your brothers, man. Regardless they on the other team That's or not, true. they they in the same league as you. For you to sit there and say that and disrespect those men like that, that's wrong, yo. And yeah. and yeah. and and it brings me to we still on the Sixers, and it brings me to LeBron again. And you will like this one stuff. The king of the flopping. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Right? I, so I'm I'm watching and and. And all due respect to the big man in Philly, you know he's my favorite NBA player. I love him, B. That is my guy. But dude, <laughs> y'all seen when when Rudy Gobert and them snapped out when he flopped when when Embiid did that flop, and you see Rudy Gobert snapped out, yo, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, listen. If I am Adam Silver right now, or if I'm any team's coach, I'm getting on the phone with my GM. We got to do something about this shit because the referees, and you you have to admit, John, they have not been favoring Utah for the past, I think, four games now, bro. They've been getting yeah. they, they've been getting killed, man. So my question yeah. to you is why why are teams and players disrespecting Utah like that? Because they can. Because they can. They think the big market teams are better than. The little old Western bumpkin team. There's a hundred teams that are good in the West. There's only like a handful in the East. 
but they didn't but but they number one in the other teams in the West are gonna look at them like like their sons, like oh yeah, Yeah. man, the Phoenix Suns ain't nothing. Look at Phoenix Suns now. The Utah needs to they need this. They need they need to feel that anger, and then they're gonna be a great team. That's gonna be a team like the that that Reggie Miller Indiana Pacers team. Like you didn't want to play. That's what Utah's gonna end up being. So yeah, keep people keep shitting on them. They won't right. I. I think I agree with I would agree with John that like they may they they I think even to a certain extent they like the anonymity right they like kind of coming up because you're not gonna pay re, probably prepare as much as you would for some of these other big names and then if they catch you on a bad night well that's money for them you know um, and I definitely think that if you hear LeBron James shading you that's only gonna have the fire in your belly go hotter. You know, that's only going to have you working harder to go out there and, and clown him and, and show him that, you know. See, you know, but, and, and, and I agree with you on that. See, but the thing with that, though, is it's, it's, it's like it's a double sword, man, because you already know he's the, he's the face of the NBA, okay? You already got – when you, listen, when you put it like this, when you're on TNT and you're doing your draft and you got the likes of Shaquille O'Neal who, all, who always clown everybody – you got mm-hmm. you got Barkley, you you got Kenny the Jeff Smith, and you got the other ball, and they're making fun. Now keep in mind, these guys is watching this, okay? They watching this. You got Kevin Durant, KD over there laughing and shit. I know Spider and them was like, man, the fuck is this, yo? <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, and and it's wrong, man. And 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 not to go off topic because we still talking our 76ers. Who are first in the East? That's right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's wrong. But let just go back on topic. Yeah. What about so Ben me, Simmons? Let me ask you then. Go ahead. Just me Ben back on topic because we know we spent a little bit of time with, with with JoJo. Let's talk about the other the other big I'm, guy. I'm about to. Right? Ben Let's Simmons. talk about Ben because big I think ben. ben has come on. We yes. got a couple more minutes left. Let's kind of focus on the positivities that you've seen out of Ben's game. Like, all right, he's always been a defensive player. He's always had his defensive chops. Like we know that we expect that by now. But really, what you're looking to see is his shooting ability come on a little bit. See him actually taking more risks. You know, putting the three up there, not just distribute in the ball how do y'all feel like ben has grown in that regard well he immensely and and it started yeah. with sam cassell and doc really challenging him in the offseason and he's a totally different player if you really think about it he doesn't he, he doesn't have to have an outside shot no i agree he, i mean in the playoffs that. yeah but the way he spaces the way he facilitates that offense the way he's He's a he's a def, uh, a step away from getting the deflection. That those are things. That's a that's a floor general. That's a CP three. That's a that's a Russell Westbrook, but so, a bigger version. Like damn, who's going to guard that dude? He can guard everybody one through five. Who's going to stop this guy on offense? Who's going to guard this guy on defense? And he's bringing up the ball. I guess my point guard. Oh snap! Yeah, we'll let him shoot. But if once he you give a, a head of steam, curtains. He's not shit. Not not not, oh. not 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 even that though. Like, like if you, listen, put it like this: When Kevin Durant can give you props on getting drafted, it was like, damn, I was going draft Ben. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to know why he said that? Because he know he'll lock your best player to fuck down. Yeah, yeah. Now, now Ben know that defense. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like Ben. Listen, Ben Simmons right now, to me, has to be just like Embiid will be the MVP. He has to be the defensive player of the year. 
Absolutely. My man can guard you from one to five. And anybody yeah. that you bring that's supposed to be the top shit on a team, he going to lock it down. Absolutely. Same, same. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking is you have these two tiers of, of, of athletes. They're both good in individual ways, but they complement each other well. You just need that that shooter. Like John right. said, what we don't have right now is when we get to the playoffs, clearly we have a dominant team, but when we get to the playoffs and we're going up against the Celtics and we're going up against the, the Knicks and the Nets and whoever's going to be up there, when we're going up against the Beard and all these guys, shooters going to shoot. Correct. And I, I, I know as much as we love seeing JoJo hit the three, JoJo shouldn't be hitting the three. <laughs> yeah, okay? you right. So, so we have to have, and I had just seen, I don't know, I don't know the, the veracity of this report, but I saw it on Twitter uh, earlier today that, that Maury was working on a deal to try to get Zach Levine over to, to the Sixers. I so saw you I wanna, that. I, wanna, I, I saw you that. I was like, oh. think of that potential deal. <laughs> like, we, I, I saw from your reaction with, and John's reaction, I could tell it's totally different. Listen, so let me start with the we, positive guy. Let's go. <laughs> listen, if we, listen, let me tell you something. Listen, you put my head down. Lord. No, let me start with John because I can tell I can tell Negro Thomas is going to be negative. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna be positive on this oh, one. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, John. Cool. All right, go ahead, John. Zach Levine will be amazing if we get like Zach Levine. Ooh, your second and your first and second units will be like like interchangeable so much. Like you'll have. Play Murphy's on 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 the bet on your stars and reserves, and it'll add depth on the defensive end. You give another score, another spacer. It makes sense. Man. <laughs> Excuse me. Listen, listen. And also, um, but it comes with a cost. We don't want to give up Maxi. We don't want to give up Thibel. We'll give you no Danny Green. No. Not gonna happen. They know it's gonna take no, you can't touch that. They're no, not taking this. Look, even you, I know they would laugh you out. You you the living room. in the Donald Trump realm right now, <laughs> right. talking that shit, bro. Oh, right. Oh, guess no. what? Let me tell you something. La- Zach Levine is a fucking dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. understand me? Yeah. All right. My man came a long ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If 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 Maury somehow. Having to get Zach Levine here with the team that they got right now in the symbol. You heard what the offer was though? Two first, two first Maxi and Thibault. I will give Levine. listen and look. I listen, do that. Listen, I feel like listen, I do that deal. First, yeah, indeed. And listen, I love Maxi. I love him and, and I know, I know for for a fact he's going to be a star. Maxi's going to be a star. But if you're talking about giving me Zach Levine, who was how old? 25, I believe. So he's 27, 26. 27, 25. He's still young. He's the fifth year. Okay. Yeah. You give me Zach Levine for Maxi and Fibu in the one. Take it. Yeah. He's a gunner too, though. I don't he's care. Too hot with the ball sometimes. I don't and care. Is, that's why. That's so- why. That's why Tobias Harris is so good because. He doesn't demand the ball, but when he gets the ball, he's going. He's smooth. He can. Yeah, he's, he, he's can he can hit you for eight points. It's like, but wait, what? But check this out. Put this here. Here, put this in y'all minds real quick. You got Zach Levine, Ben, JoJo, <laughs> uh, Toby, 
All right? And get rid of Danny Green. And Danny and Green. Seth. Imagine that lineup. You got to get rid of Danny Green, though. He's no! Killed, man. He no, you, so bad. you get rid of Danny and Green and put, the um, of put the other guy, put the other Curry in, uh, Seth. Seth, yeah. Seth Curry's nice. Yeah. yeah but you nice. Can, and I'm, I'm glad you said something about Seth Curry because I know we don't got that much time. But, like, Seth Curry is a great addition to this team, but you can tell as a fan and somebody who pays attention to the game, you can tell that that COVID kicked his ass because right. he has that's never, what I was gonna say. That's what he I was has saying. not recovered from it. Right. Okay. Right. And 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 it's sad because I, I was watching him. I'm like, damn. You watch him from the beginning of the season to now. You can tell. Remember he dropped 31 he, points. He's still dealing they with. They gave him dropped 31 points. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So all right, y'all. He led the league in three point percentage. Let's end out with um, talking about All-Star Weekend. I want to kind of get your guys' um, uh, picks on the events you're looking forward to most, right? Uh, what's your favorite All-Star Weekend event? Well, what, let's start with you, Whip. All right, well, let's go Let's go with – I'm going to go with the three-point contest first because we all know everybody wants to talk about the slam dunk contest. So, yeah. you, you, well, Devin Booker was supposed to be in it, but he out. Mm-hmm. Um. Zach Levine is in it. Ain't that something? Yeah. Um, Mike Conley is in it. Yeah, Mike Conley in it. Uh, Spider Mitchell in it. And Jason Tatum. And uh, I think Jalen Brown is in it too, right? Yeah, he is. So I I only know Seth Curry, so that's the only one I'm... I'm, I'm... So here's the thing. That's a waste of time. (laughs) All right. You, it's, it's like you putting ninjas in a dragon's lair. Knowing damn well the dragon gonna slay every damn body. You know damn well Steph Curry is not losing no damn three point contest. It's you not gonna it. happen. It's not. You know it. You know, I'm, and, just, and, and, I'm just waiting for the for the daggers. Yeah, like when he get in into a rhythm. Like, now you now you want to know? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you where this is. I'm gonna tell y'all something. You're like damn, Negro Thomas is actually right about this shit. Make me understand why. Um, What's the cat name, dude? Shit. The boy from Atlanta. What's his name? Oh, um, oh, um. Trey something. Trey Young. Trey there, Young. There's a story. Did you hear the story about how what happened with Lloyd Pierce, the coach? No, what happened? Apparently, a year before that, he was very critical of Trey. They um they had like this NBA symposium thing, and he was on it and talking about players flopping, right? And instead of going to Trey Young's defense. He was like he's he was one of the main ones. I wish he wouldn't do that. So like they had a bad relationship. Apparently they went on a trip. They mended like they 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 can't they saw each other. They they bonded. Then the season started, and then they they well all of it. What I was saying was, if Trey Young was in this, a a a Steph, imagine Trey Young and Stephen Curry going at it in the three point contest. I think I think last year they was it was like wasn't it really good. Listen, yeah, that that will be must see TV at yeah. its best. Okay, absolutely. And if you notice, he ain't in it. Why is yeah. that? Because you think you think they uh they let him they let and him it's in Atlanta, it. huh? Bringing it and it's in Atlanta. Correct. It's the whole yeah, and- <laughs> yes, that's my whole point. See, look at John face. That's my point. So you would think you would let your native son go against the supposedly best fucking shooter in the world, right? Why is that? 
Ah, oh, well, that's a great, that's a great question. Now, now, John, what are you what are you looking forward to this weekend from from All Star Weekend? Aside from the three point contest, the dunk contest, but like I feel like OB topping. A lot of the dunks are recycled. It's it's so hard to be unique after we've seen a lot of the best dunks we'll we'll ever yeah. see. It's hard to like top Man. Vince Young dunking. After to me, these days, I feel like the, with the dunk contest, they bring in so much theatrics with it now. They bring in so many props. You know, it used to be pure, you know. You used to just have to be you. Now, it's like, oh, God, like, as John said, I got I to gotta have two motherfuckers on stilts that I shot over just to dunk on somebody. Like, you, you know, <laughs> a, a, after what they did to Aaron Gordon, man, I lost respect. Yeah, for he won yeah I'm a, I'm I'm not gonna hold you because Aaron Gordon has some crazy and they and listen. they gave it to somebody else. I, yeah. I forgot who and, it was. And shit, that we can go back further than that. When they screwed Andre Iguodala out the mm-hmm. damn championship, I mean the uh, slam dunk contest. It's like yeah, remember, I was mad about that. He he did a fucking a, a thing off the back of the backboard, and, re- and I'm like, exactly. what the fuck is that? And he yeah. did it, and they gave it to the little dude. So. Right. The slam dunk contest play a lot of politics in it. I mean, for yeah, God's that's sake. what I was going to say too. With, yeah. that there's a lot of it's a popularity contest to Correct. a certain extent. I mean, Dwayne Wade played a major part in the one when he, you know, when he had the ball win and shit. And and I'm like, man, mm-hmm. after that, when Aaron Gordon lost, man, I was done with it. That's why you notice I started off with the three point contest. Mm-hmm. Fuck the slam dunk contest. Because yeah. all they're going to do is give it to uh, Obi Toppin because everybody know he's like he likes the slam dunk all the goddamn time, and everybody right. looking forward <laughs> to him winning. So I'm I'm here to tell y'all right now. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! They're going to give it to Obi Toppin. All right. So the <laughs> other two guys, from the Bronx. what's the guy named? Toppin from the Bronx. Yeah, exactly. Anthony Simmons. Good dunker. He's actually better, if you ask me, but he's not going to win it. Right. You know what, though? The Sixers have one of the best dunkers that never sees the floor. Did you realize that? Who's that? Terrence Ferguson from uh, Terrence Ferguson that we got from OKC. Yeah, I know. You got to watch his stuff on YouTube. Terrence Ferguson has hops. This dude was yamming on everybody in AAU and prep. Like, I don't know what happened. Maybe, I don't know. He scored his first points the other night. I was like, damn, dude's been in eight games, scored his first points. This dude started for OKC. Oh, I know. With, uh, but Doc, but Doc got a Doc already got a, a lit squad, though. He already got that starting Doom Five already. They could work on the bench a little bit. I'd like to see. I mean, if he could shoot, shoot on the, shoot when you get your minutes. Like I wanna, I wanna see he, a little. He's more a good dunker, but I, I, I wanna, I wanna, I, I, real quick before we go into our last topic, I. I, I pray and hope that Doc Rivers find it in his soul to bring back Isaiah Joe from the uh from uh the Blue Coats because dude, listen, you know who he reminds me Joe of? Is nasty. You want to know who he reminds me of, John? And you're gonna be like, oh shit, you're right. He reminds me of a Bradley Bill, dog. He shoots the ball just re- like Bradley. You Bill. know, he reminds me of a Sam Perkins, but skinnier. No, if you think about it, he's a lefty too. Yeah, he ain't. Sam Perkins. Yeah, Sam, uh, Sam Perkins was good, but. Nah, man. No, Isaiah Joe. Nah, he can hit a three like. Nah, Isaiah Joe is a pure scorer, dude. Like my man is, he's gifted, and if you uh, if you allow him to develop his skills, not in no damn fucking G League, let him let him let him ride the bench and play, man. I can guarantee you. And 
another conspiracy theory. They probably sent his ass down there because they knew how good the fuck he was and believing his ass on the bench. And every time he got on the field, he up here doing the damn thing. And they like, oh, we can't have this shit. We can't break up right. this, this starting five. So he put his ass out there. Not even the starting five. So they put out there. Yeah. Corkman. I, he'll, he'll take Corkman's minutes. You mean like Corkman's? Correct. And that's my whole point. Yeah. And they didn't one day. And they ain't one day. All right. Well, well, that has been a little off-season basketball talk for, for you. We are multi-dimensional, diversified with our interests and groups. So let's let's finish off the topic now with our drum roll, please. Our Eagle of the Week. Uh, we have Mr. Whip with his uh, icon that he's going to break down for us. Who you got tonight, Whip? So who I have as my Eagle of the Week is by far a treasure to me mostly in the city of Philadelphia. My ego of the week is the minister of defense, the late, great Reggie White. Mm -hmm. So so fun fact, guys, fun fact. When I was growing up, uh, me and my cousin, Rakeem, uh, so my cousin was real close to, um, what was the cat name? He was a corner. Um, Eric Byron West Hopkins, not not West Hopkins. Correct him. He was real close. Byron Evans. Who was his name again? Byron Evans. Not Byron Evans. Um, West Hopkins. No, West Hopkins. No, I forgot his name. It'll come to me as I'm telling the story. Um, my cousin was real cool with him to the point to where me and him would get invited to go up to the practice bubble. All right, and that's when under you know Buddy Ryan was the coach. That's when you had um, um, uh, Brown and Reggie White and Wes Hopkins and all them guys, man. All right, Eric Allen, I seen mm-hmm. them all. I was a young dude, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell this story. So when we was in the bubble, practicing, practice it was over. You know the white bubble that was across from the vet. Um. <laughs> Buddy Ryan had asked me and my cousin to pick the towels and stuff up, if you don't mind, you know, because we and there were done. So we picked them up. So as I'm doing it, Reggie White walks up to me and my cousin. Right-handed guy. He says to me, you know, his voice was real raspy. Hey, dude, young man, what's your name? I said, oh, my name is Will. He said, all right, nice to meet you. So um, Jerome Brown, you know, he was always joking around. He came around him. So White behind after Jim uh, Jerome Brown came up, that's when you seen Wes Hopkins and them come up. And Reggie White said to me, he said, what you want to be when you grow up? First thing come to my mind, I want to be like, I want to be a football player. He said, no, no, wrong answer, wrong answer. You know how he talk. No, that's the wrong answer. I'm like, huh? So now I'm put, I'm, I'm like, shit, what do I say? <laughs> he said, so I'm going to ask you again, what you want to be, what you want to be when you grow up? This is me. He said, man, you got to put God in your life first. Mm-hmm. And, and, and on my mother's grave, and my mom been gone since 95, I will never forget that, okay? Because of Reggie White and that visit in the white bubble, um, I became an Eagles fan mm-hmm. to this very day. And the dude was uh was a beast <laughs> on the field. So let me get straight into it. 
Reggie White played for University of Tennessee, same place where Derek Barnett comes from. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, dude was he was actually um selected by the Eagles in 1984 when he played for the um he was in the USFL league. He was selected mm-hmm. by the Eagles, okay? And everybody know what happened after that. <laughs> when he came to Philadelphia, my man played here for eight years. And when I say that that dude was a train wreck to offensive linemen, my God. Him and Jerome mm-hmm. Brown and, and that line. And whoo, I have never in my life, and I was young back then, and, I, and I'm watching this guy. And I'm saying to myself, can they stop this dude? Like <laughs> nobody can stop him. And he had nope. this stuff. He had this devastating arm move mm-hmm. that yeah. put your arm down, and he yeah. chopped it, and you couldn't yeah. do. It. I, I I seen him go through three people with that one move and still got the quarterback. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, but Ooh. but eight 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 season of pure dominance that Philly fans got to see. And thanks to that boneheaded Norman Bremen. Yeah. Um, Tight-fisted motherfucker. Yes. He, 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 he took away a treasure and um, he went to Green Bay and won Super Bowl 31 for them, hands down. Mm-hmm. And that should have been him here, mm-hmm. you know? And um, sadly, man, in 2004, and it still breaks my heart to this day. Um, after Christmas, man, Reggie White was found dead in his bed by his wife mm-hmm. from sleep apnea, and I miss him dearly, man. Um, I, I think I think I think all football fans miss a pure dominant player like that. So, with that being He's said, ladies and gents, Reggie White, the late great Minister of Defense, is my Eagle of the Week. All right, thank you so much, Whip. I appreciate that. That was a great rundown on a on a true legend in Eagles uh, history. He is he is greatly missed and he is beloved. All right, so so all right, y'all. That has been episode eighteen of Three Birds in a Pond. Uh, episode is titled "Here They Come." Please, again, let's remind you we started a YouTube channel, so please subscribe to our channel, um, Three Birds in a Pond, and you can subscribe to us, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Three Birds and a punt and you know please make sure you also subscribe to our podcast on all the platforms where you can get your podcast at spotify anchor and apple this has been three birds uh, my name is afia you can follow me personally at according to afia and you can follow my friends uh john and whip at john let them know you can follow me at john monroe jr on twitter and john real monroe quick you're on twitter and real quick john <laughs> The, it just hit me. The player that my cousin was like this with was Roy Nell Young. Ah, Roy Nell Young. Yes. Oh shoot, that's who it was. Me. He 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 would drive us home from practice every time, and the first thing we would do, he'd be like, "Yo, y'all hungry?" We like, yeah. He'll go <laughs> past. Because remember, it was a McDonald's on Broad and Snyder. We lived in <laughs> South Philly, so we used to drive all the way up to Ellsworth Street. He would drive us up there, Ooh. drop us off at my grandma's house. And he would buy us like lunch and stuff. His name was Roy Nell Young, and he was another great Eagles defensive uh, back. And you can follow me on Twitter at um, Black Fly Jedi. 
That's right. All right. And we have been the three birds. Have a good night. Go birds. Go Joel and B win the MVP, my guy. MVP and B. Peace.